We're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Some digging by Clark Rasmussen of DetroitHockey.net has dug up a list of trademarked names that appear to be anyway, and it's now being widely reported, that appear to be the favored six names or the planned six names for the new Professional Women's Hockey League. We haven't, they haven't been released yet, but as I say, he did a little digging and good for him. And he seems to have found that the teams in the original six teams in the Professional Women's Hockey League are going to be, are you ready for this? The Baston Wicked, the Minnesota Superior, the Montreal Echo, 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 sorry, the New York Sound, Ottawa Alert, and the Toronto Torch. And that last one is particularly relevant because pretty much everybody who's heard these names since has torched the league saying, what in the world are Toronto Torch, the Montreal Echo? What does that even mean? Let's bring in Moshe Lander. He is a senior economics lecturer at Concordia University. Maybe he can walk us through what some of these things mean. Moshe, how are you today? You're asking an awful lot of me to be able to walk you through that. Okay. So Boston Wicked, I get, cause you know, that's sort of the joke about, yeah, Boston Wicked, you know, I mean, okay. It's a little, uh, whatever. I mean, sure. Okay, fine. Uh, and Minnesota Superior, um, yeah, kind of, except that Lake Superior is more bounded by Michigan and Wisconsin. So it's a bit of a stretch, but nonetheless, um, you're, you're in Concordia, you're closer than I am. What does Montreal echo mean? I have no idea. I would have thought that if anything, Montreal would take the torch because of the connection to the Montreal Canadians and the, uh, line from, uh, Flanders field about the, the torch to fallen hands. That's but, right. From, uh, yeah, from failing hands, we pass the torch, be yours to hold. Yeah. And, and in every great Montreal Canadians tradition, they always have the torch on the ice for sure that you're right. That would have made more sense. Exactly. I, I I don't know what's going on here. And if you notice, I think all of them uh, lack an S. Uh, all so singular, even though that's yes. kind of one of those trendy things where you have like the thunder and the lightning. And um, I, I think it's maybe indicative that they've just run out of names. There's too many professional sports franchises. So they're just looking for adjectives uh, or nouns to just try and uh, figure something that either creates alliteration uh, or that maybe has some loose connection to the, the team. Yeah. Well, see, here's the funny part too, is that there was someone who was asked, so there used to be a hockey team like way back in the day, like a million years ago called the Ottawa Alerts, plural alerts, uh, here it's the Ottawa Alert, but someone has said, well, no, that's got nothing to do with this. Well, if it doesn't, it's a really wild coincidence, but nonetheless, uh, I just, I, I look at these and I think, okay, maybe I'm just old and cynical now but I'm not feeling a great deal of my soul being moved by, by these names, quite honestly. And apparently no one else is either. You're right. You know, one thing that's maybe somewhat hopeful and promising is that if you look at the surviving six NHL franchises and some of the older franchises in, in the other professional sports, the names do change from their origins, right? So, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs were not originally the Maple Leafs. Uh, and so it evolved at a later point and, and then it took on some feel. So, you know, maybe in the beginning, what they want to name the team uh, is what they think might be something that's catchy. But once the team builds an identity, once it builds itself into the community, then it takes on its own name. Uh, it, it's the only way to maybe explain then uh, what they're doing right now is just trying to start the ball rolling and see where it goes from there. Moshe, you do bring up a really interesting point though, in defense of the names here, I will, I will now stand as the devil's advocate and play the defender of the names. 
if we had never had a hockey team in the Toronto area and they came forward and said, we're naming our team the Maple Leafs, people would have thought they were on some sort of heroin or something. Because that is just like a ludicrous name. Now it's got tradition and so it's become familiar to us, but come on, it really is a stupid name by itself out of any context. Exactly. And if you think about a lot of those team names, right, the Red Wings, the Bruins, the, like they, they, they have really no connection other than uh, alliteration in the case of Boston. And really for Detroit, right, with the Red Wings, it's actually the logo that's iconic, right? Yes. It's, it's the winged tire uh, that, that ties to the city of Detroit, but the Red Wings ha- has really nothing to do with it. So, you know, there, there really isn't anything in the name in the beginning. Uh, it, it's a matter of in any sports league, what you need is to make sure that you've got a good product. And then they'll, they'll take on their own nicknames even within that, right? Well, so, yeah. uh, you know, the the Montreal Canadiens are known as the Habs in Montreal, right? And and so even there, it's it's the the Canadians almost becomes the irrelevant part. It's it's to the locals that actually like that team uh, that they're beloved Habs. A couple things. Uh, first of all, the Maple Leafs, just so for so people don't think that I completely don't know the history. The Maple Leafs were a branch of the army that Con Smythe, who owned the team, served in. So there was a reason for the name. There's a historical context. I'm just saying today, if you said we're going to name the team after a piece of foliage, someone would laugh at you and think you were crazy. The name Habs, and then if you talk about, you know, the Buffalo Bills last night played the Buccaneers who were known as the Bucks, or, you know, go down the list. So many of those short forms though, that have become, as you say, Moshe, the, the catch name that fans cling to. So many of those names were invented by headline writers in newspapers because the full name wouldn't fit. We have less newspapers now. I wonder where the new nicknames and short forms and other things come from. Yeah, it's it's probably just going to be one of those things that over time, I, I mean, think about the way that we create nicknames for people, right? So if you have within your social group, uh, people that you call by name, it probably starts as some variant of their actual name. And then the variant becomes a variant yes. and then it becomes something connected to that. And the next thing you know, the name has absolutely nothing to do. So when an outsider comes into your social group, they say, why do you call that person by that name? And you have to explain to them the 20 iterations to get to that point, right? But at some point, everybody just learns that that's the way that we refer to that person in the social group. So, you know, I, I'm hopeful that that's the way that it starts here too, that you just need to pick a name. And hopefully what this person in Detroit found was just a name that was being blocked. There might be a bunch of names that are being blocked off here. Could Maybe be. it's subjected to like a naming competition or something to try and at least uh, in, endear it to the, the local community. Well, if it is a naming competition, I'm choosing all these to try and win the tickets because (laughs) whatever happens, this seems like a good bet. The other thing though, I wondered about, and I don't, as I'm saying this, I don't know that it makes any sense, honestly, but I was thinking, is there an effort being made somehow to not feminize the name, to make it a sports team name that doesn't, you know, in the, in the, in the league, the NWHL that was playing prior to this in the States, they had the Buffalo Buttes. And they had the New York Riveters and they were specific to women's names, women's feminine, more feminine names. This, it looks clearly like they've avoided that probably intentionally. Yeah, for sure. And if there's going to be any chance of success, you want to create some sort of idea that this is not just an extension of the men's brand. Uh, But even there, you can still associate yourself with the NHL franchise uh, without having to necessarily feminize it or try and diminish it. Uh, but again, it, it, it seems like, uh, by, by not at least connecting something, uh, you know, the wicked 
like why not at least go then with something like the Boston Chows? Like it, it, again, that that lack of the S <laughs> makes it a bit difficult too, right? Because if you think about the the sports where you do have that, the Thunder, the Lightning, the Heat, that becomes hard to create into some sort of nickname because it's singular, um, it the Avalanche, harder. right? So even there, when you try and shorten the Avalanche, you turn them into the Avs. Yes, um, yes. So I, I think they're already setting themselves up from a from a a branding standpoint that it's going to be difficult to turn that into something. And often when you have one syllable names, it becomes difficult because how do you make it cute? You're now going to start adding them extra syllables, right? That's, that's famously like Adam Oates was known as Oatsy. Why you couldn't shorten Oats any further. Like, yeah, um, that's right. You, you know, this is one of those things. Then that when you have the torch, I mean, echo, what, what are you going to call it? The X? Like, um, <laughs> it, it, it I do it, like it, your suggestion, it, it's though. Maybe not fully thought through. <laughs> I do like your suggestion, though, of the Boston clam chowder. That was see, chowder yeah. would be even a better name for a, for a t- and, and you'd be hungry and you'd have to go to the concessions more often, which would even help their financial bottom line. Uh, Moshe Lander, a senior economics lecturer with Concordia University. I know team names is not what you're usually talking about on a Friday, but really appreciate jumping in and helping with this one. Pleasure, anytime. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.